Give me, give me that sweet sound effect, Taylor. Oh God. Wow. Uh, we'll That's bring it. we'll bring we'll bring that back into the podcast a little later. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to Pop 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 Culture Podcast, everybody. I am your LA nerd Joel Reeves, and sitting next to me, as always, uh, Taylor Salen. Hey yo, what's going People on, my brother? Doing okay, Do, feeling good. We uh, we just got out of a screening of we of did Captain Marvel. So. I'd like to point out that this is episode thirty-four, and I looked yes. it up beforehand this time. Hey, there you go, right at, right in the nick of time. I am a goddamn professional. Um, I, I feel like people who are who might be listening to us for the first time though will be like, "What the fuck was that?" Just go look back at all our other episodes, and you'll see that. Uh, well, no, this we are just <laughs> <laughs> jokesters. Oh, the yeah. sound effects. Yeah, like oh, where yeah. the hell did that come from? That comes from uh, the amazing uh, Dark Phoenix soundtrack. Oh yeah, we just watched the trailer uh, again for probably the one one hundredth time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> fuck it. You know what? You, you just want to start with that one. That's fine. All right, cool. cool I got a lot of things to say about this fucking trailer. Um, the first trailer was so unmemorable that uh, I texted you and I was like, bro, Dark Phoenix trailer. And you were like, the second one? And I was like, what? <laughs> the, <laughs> biggest, the biggest X-Men there fan. Was, there, was a fir- there was a first one? Yeah. I oh, mean, I yeah. just like, just from watching this one, I can understand why I didn't remember the first one. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Not, not very memorable. Um, to, to be fair, it was at the end of a long night of drinking for me. And uh, I saw that the new Dark Phoenix trailer came up, and I started watching it. And um, I was really, really put off until the very end when there's that shot of Scott Summers going, Gene! And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to fucking watch this movie. Oh, man, seriously. Of course, that had to be the moment that hooked you, because you love Cyclops. I love Cyclops, and I love dressing up as Cyclops and throwing my sunglasses on the ground and crawling around screaming for Gene's help. Pretending to to, to have to be blind, so to speak. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this trailer, my dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I think that the most glaring thing right off the right off the bat, and um, you know, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, there's a big spoiler in it. Um, so if you don't oh want to be spoiled God. for the movie, something happens, and you probably want to turn the uh, episode off or fast forward a little bit. You're talking about um, Mystique. Yes. This yes. has got to be the most telegraphed. Oh, yeah. plot point in any trailer I've ever watched in my entire life. It just absolutely it just has to be. Yeah. And I mean I don't I don't know if they were necessarily trying to hide it. Um, right. You know, the way the way people are like, did they really just kill her? And it's like, well yeah, I mean I, I think that if they were, g- were gonna put that in the trailer there's a reason for it. Right. Probably yeah. gonna end up being, you know, like the inciting incident or whatever. Yeah, so the trailer thing. opens up with Jean Grey crying, like, Why'd you make me do this? She was my friend and then it immediately cuts to Mystique being like, We're family when the subtext is like for the last half of a movie We've been family. Now I really care about you this time. And it's yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, overall, it's, um, it's, it, it, yeah, I mean, there's, it looks pretty bad. I mean, there's some interesting things in there, you know, yeah. but it kind of, you know, like many people have been saying, it kind of feels like X3 all over again. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. And I yeah. refuse to talk about that. Yeah. Do I fucking this, hate X Men Three. Do you think this has the ability to to surpass X Three in terms of like telling that Dark Phoenix saga in a in, in a, a good way? Well, yeah, I'm saying. Do you think it'll it'll do a better job of telling that story? No, no. You think it'll be worse it, than X Three? It's doing it in one movie again. Yeah, yeah. again. I mean, what? Well, to be fair, they they brought it out of nowhere and it's apocalypse. called the Dark Phoenix Saga. Not the Dark reason. Phoenix one issue. <laughs> this is very very true. This is very The true. problem I had with X3 extends well past what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Absolutely. The problem what I have with what we're seeing now is that 
the characters in the Dark Phoenix saga, you know, the the OG cast of X-Men, mm-hmm. Cyclops, uh, Jean Grey, uh, Storm, you know, Beast, Nightcrawler, yeah. Beast, all these, like, original X-Men, we've been introduced to these people for, like, 30 fucking seconds. Like, they were yeah. barely in Apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of the B storyline in that Yeah, movie, if so. you want to make a Phoenix storyline for a movie, you don't introduce them and then shoehorn it up the ass in the very next movie. If you wanted to do the Phoenix Saga, you should have started with that, not Mm -hmm. done First Class. I like First Class. Great movie. But if this was your end goal, you you did not set the stones, the stepping stones properly whatsoever. Absolutely not. And that's part of the, you know, I think part of the thing is, is we're so used to the the MCU, you know, having that interconnectedness between all the movies that, you know, for me, it's at this point, I just kind of look at the X-Men movies, at least the Fox ones. Right. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be seeing some from Marvel soon, but can't um, fucking wait. I just kind of see those as like one-off movies. You know what I mean? They're right. Connective tissue, but it's you have to go into Dark Phoenix, you know, n- being like, okay, this is like a, a singular story they're trying to tell. Yes, there. But it's not. There's there's <laughs> some threads, but like they're you know that's what they're trying to do. I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I, right. I, I I mean I don't personally don't think that's a good way to go. Um, just because the X Men continuity in general is like super fucked up and like yeah. doesn't make any sense, so like any attempt to try to streamline that, even if it is the last movie, could do a lot of good for the franchise. And but it seems it seem like they're trying it to seems do that. like this movie's retcon con, dude. Oh, like absolutely. just retcons up up the butt. I mean, that's they, every single movie has basically retconned elements from like one of the previous movies in one way or another. But it's gotten really bad with the first class sort of trilogy, yes. so to speak. Um, you know. It's especially first class in, in particular. I love that movie, but there are like tons of continuity and consistency oh God. in that movie and everything. Else. It's horrible. Here's here like I'm excited for the fact that Marvel is gonna get to take a crack at the X Men, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm pissed off about is I think this movie takes away from maybe their their desire to want to do the Dark Phoenix yeah, again absolutely. for a third time yeah. when that's one of the best storylines that X-Men has ever had. So yeah. if Marvel can't touch or won't touch that storyline, yeah. this movie has fucked it. Yeah, that's true. You're talking for about us. Like as far as yeah, for the fans. Cause, yeah, because people, especially people who, I mean, for the fans, but for general audience members who go see these movies too, you have to remember that they're, you know, they're going to think of, they're not going to know that you know, oh, those were the Fox movies, and now these are the Marvel. Right. Movies. Like they're gonna be like, oh, remember that shitty Dark Phoenix movie? You know right. What I mean? So, so I would, I would well. not, I would not be surprised if Marvel stayed far away from the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, they for a long but, time. But, but, but luckily, with the X Men, you have enough characters, and I mean, yes, Dark Phoenix is one of the best storylines, but you have plenty of other great stories that you that have yet to be told. You know right. I mean, I mean yeah. Universe. So of, of course, that's fine. I I just hope that they eventually. If this movie doesn't nail it, which it doesn't look like it will, um, hopefully <laughs> they'll be able to try to redeem, you know, that that uh, that saga, so to speak, down the line. You know, when people have uh, maybe, you know, uh, turned their uh, intentions a little more positively to the X Men universe. Only after Marvel has has their way. Yeah. Um, I, th- you know what, I I was I was a real big fan of McAvoy and Fassbender in First Class, and just I think. The more I see them, I think I I think I fall less in love with them as the characters every every time. Yeah, I think it's 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 not that. I think that that they've just kind of like um, they're probably feeling a little boxed in too. As far as you, you can only take those characters so far in that relationship so far right. without feeling like you're sort of retreading things again. So I think that there could be that the fatigue aspect aspect of it. But 
to be honest, it kind of feels like everybody besides um, Sophie Turner like doesn't really want to be there. Right. I mean, and Maybe I'm Jessica Chastain, but she's playing like she's even looks like not that great of it doesn't even look like that great of a performance right you know, in the trailer so i mean we'll i'm just looking at at james mcavoy as professor x and like he just he just doesn't seem like professor x to me in this movie which is weird because i, I yeah i i thought i loved him in first class and then in apocalypse i was kind of like yeah. meh and now i see this trailer and i'm like meh yeah to be even a harder to meh to be fair they don't show a lot of him so there could be a lot more there than that we're seeing you right know what i mean but yeah i mean the, the way the trailer plays it it's um pretty rough uh the action i mean the action looks yeah I mean, serviceable the, I, I mean for me it's pretty obvious like some of the reshoots they did especially that uh that little the train, train sequence, scene at the end sequence at the end that would be where that bump 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 yeah wow. exactly that's where we're <laughs> um but yeah it's just uh you know uh, some of the effects don't look that great and it just kind of her, fl- we'll see. her her floating above the twisting train as the phoenix just kind of like in yeah, a god yeah, mode yeah. Lo- looked looked pretty that pretty and cool, i will i mentioned this when we were watching rewatching the trailer right before the cast here was that i think uh, it, it is pretty exciting to me in this movie that we're finally going to get to see the x-men go in space like that's pretty cool although it's not really going to make much sense in the context of the movie yeah probably. so like the way that she gets the dark phoenix in or just i guess the phoenix force in the first place you know they're in space they come across the cosmic entity and it shoves itself into Jean Grey mm-hmm. and in this movie it looks like they're that's that's what they're trying to say but she had the Phoenix Force in Apocalypse that's how they beat Apocalypse yeah exactly so she fucking what re re gets she like re gets it yeah my, my thought is that or like is this that a flashback yeah it, could, it very well could be a flashback you know to mean? when they weren't a part of the team because we've seen two other movies where yeah, they weren't exactly. there but now in the flashback all of a sudden they've been there the whole time I mean, it, could, it could be that but I mean the more I think about it that's probably not the case because that's the X-Men just likes to screw with continuity. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, yeah, it's just, I, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and I guess the, the, the idea could be that like maybe the battle with apocalypse sort of awoken that and then, uh, maybe it went dormant or something. I don't know. You, they could do a lot of different, yeah. like take a lot of liberties with it. So we'll see. I mean, it's an X movie. They can do whatever the fuck they want and then retcon it in the next one. Yeah. But this is the last but one. Yeah. Thank God, well, I mean, it's it's a little bittersweet, I have to say, because the X Men is very near, especially the the the, the early movies. You know, are both very near and dear to it's our hearts. It's very so. near and dear to my heart, and I'm ready to watch it stop getting fucked. Yeah, exactly. So I'm very excited. I'm mm-hmm. I'm most excited that I get to see my I get to see more of my boy Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, it looks it looks like he's kind of the main character, along with yeah. Uh, Sophie Turner in this film. I'm There's a lot of shots with him and Professor X. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of Cyclops, Professor X, like working together. And yeah. I think that'll be cool. I'll watch it. Yeah. We'll, we'll suffer through it. If, only for, if only for Scott screaming Gene. Yeah. Hopefully this movie will our – expecta- our expectations are so low that we'll actually manage to, like, be surprised by it. But we'll see. Bro, my expectations are X3 low. They're, like, really fucking low. Your expectations. My are <laughs> they really, they, they really are though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving on from that uh, dark day. Ooh, that, that dark phoenix. Um. So we uh, last week we talked about the Oscars a mm. little bit. That was the main topic. We did. We made guesses and we we were mo- we were mostly wrong. Mm, yep. Pretty <laughs> much. Um. Yeah. We just kind of wanted to quickly follow up on that. I mean, just talk. What did you get a chance to watch the ceremony, or did you just kind of catch up on the winners afterwards? I haven't really watched the Oscars in. Four or five years. Okay. 
I mean, it was it was good. I was expecting it to be a. a the pageantry has been lost for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's my. Th- I I pretty much like to you know see the speeches and kind of like right. uh, you know see the recognition of the you know the sound mixers and the editors and like all the below the line people that right, never right, get that right. moment. I think that's really cool to be able to you know hear that person speak about the movie or whatever. But um, yeah, I watched this here. It w- I was expecting it to be a kind of a clusterfuck, and uh, it surprisingly wasn't. Really, it was it was actually going hostless. I think hostless actually helped the show. Um, it was about because then it's less of like a bullshit bullshit. Transition. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They just had people come out, you know, to present the different which awards. which is what it should be. It shouldn't be like a big spectacle. Like I'm gonna do a stand up routine and yeah. then and then present the fucking nominees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there there were actually some pretty there were some pretty good moments. There were some pretty cringeworthy moments. Um, but uh, yeah, there were some good moments. I mean, uh, seeing Free Solo win was pretty cool uh. because Jason Momoa presented that uh, award, and he was just like, "Yeah," when he read it. It's it was, so it was funny. Really, he was like, "My oh, man." He's like, "I could climb that with one finger." Yeah. Well, like, apparently he's into climbing and stuff. So um, yeah, you seen that body? Surprising. I know, right? Um, so that was a cool moment. And then also we had a, a little bit of a surprise with uh, Best Actress. Glenn Close ended up yeah, losing to we did um, not, Olivia we Coleman. We did not guess that and one. And her, uh, well, sh- I, I thought Glenn Close was a lock and so yeah. did everybody else. And her reaction when she when she won and her speech was one of the best speeches in the night because clearly she didn't write anything so she <laughs> kind of like, went uh, up there which is no that's literally she was like uh, uh oh oh my god I, it's an oscar like she was like what the fuck <laughs> you know and it was a great moment um also seeing spike lee won a uh, win which which was really cool yeah i if you if you listen to the oscars podcast i was saying that i really wanted him to win for screenplay but i didn't think he was going to yeah and then he did so yeah. fucking yeah good he, on him he, he got his oscar i mean he uh proud of he, him he Sam Jackson presented the award and he ran up on the stage and went and jumped on Sam Jackson and wrapped his legs uh, around him and gave him a big hug because apparently they go way back to like film school or something. Like oh that, yeah, so. they're old. They're old buds. Yeah, I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, so that was a pretty cool moment. And then you know, obviously, Green Book won Best Picture, which drew the ire of many people. I think I said that I wanted that to win, but I didn't think it would. Right? Yeah, I said you said you thought I s- you thought, thought Roma would win. Yeah, that that Quran, um, that Quran dick. Yeah, they were sucking Alfonso real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, good. I th- I mean, as much as uh, some people have a problem with Green Book, yeah. Um, I really, I really didn't think that it deserved to lose to Roma. So yeah. Um, yeah. and Roma got what it deserved, the best foreign film. So yeah, well, that's funny because them. because Spike Lee didn't think that Green Book deserved to lose to yeah um, um, Black Clansman. Black Clansman. Right. And he was apparently pretty upset after he walked. He walked, stormed off before the uh, the producer speeches nah, were done was, and stuff. He was, getting, and he was he was getting greedy. Yeah, he really was. Um, he should have just been happy to to be on that stage in yeah. the first place. So there was a big. Uh, all of my cinematographer friends have a real big problem with Roma winning cinematography. Why is that? Because apparently there was like. Um, I'm not much of a camera guy, but I guess mm. he I guess he didn't do a lot of the cinematography. Really? He just took a lot of credit for the cinematography. Oh, really? That there was like another guy on set who like lit the whole movie and he was like, I am the cinematographer. What? Yeah. Oh, that's kinda weak. I'd have to look up his name. Um Oh, that sucks. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, he's a very very visual director, so I imagine the cinemato- a lot of the cinematography is like baked into the to the script already, you know, in the way he Yeah, but I would say it's also it. probably like how when you're a really new cinematographer Absolutely. and you have a really experienced gaffer. Yeah. And they kind of do the job for you. 100%. kind of what I think maybe. That's 
absolutely what happened. Karan did. He yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. He, like he, he I am the cinematographer. And then Jeffers like, yeah, uh-huh, sure you are. Yeah, he wasn't sitting there lighting those fucking No, right, exactly. He, you. He, he had other shit to do. Yeah, exactly. So, so that, yeah, that, that, all that actually my, makes a lot of sense. I do set lighting for a living, so all, all of my uh, close electrician friends uh, apparently have a big problem with him yeah. and that Oscar. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's historic. It's the first uh, director to ever win best director and cinematographer right. for the same movie, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, yeah so. you know my opinion on that. I thought the uh, there was just a a blowy fest for Alfonso. So. Yeah, and then uh, and then the other kind of surprise, not surprise of the night was uh, Rami Malek winning best actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, we had a lot of words about that on the last podcast as well. That yeah. he was doing more of an impression than he was really acting. Yep. Um, I don't know. Everyone that I talk about it to says that they think he deserves it because they because they saw him in the movie. So maybe we're just wrong. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think there's there's a little bit of blowback on that too. Um, but I mean, he was kind of the one out there who was campaigning and shaking everybody's hand and right. you know, winning at all the award shows and and uh, you know Guild Awards and all that stuff. So and Christian Bale's like, makes fuck sense. you, I'm Christian Bale. Yeah, he <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I fire yeah. I fire cinematographers. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he 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 doesn't care. But <laughs> Rami Malek won the Oscar, and then the next day, very very quick on that news turnaround. Yeah, the very next day was in talks, uh, or apparently final negotiations to star as the villain in Bond Twenty Five. How do you like that segue? That's a wo- I th- that is uh, if if we were giving o- Oscars for best segue. Oh, thank you. That was I probably the best segue we've I ever mean, had I on this podcast. I kind of ruined it though by saying by calling it out. <laughs> That's fine. I you know what? And that I'm I'm excited to see Rami go against Daniel Craig. Yeah. I think it's funny how many times Daniel Craig is like, "I'm quitting," and then he's like, <laughs> "I'm not." And they, quitting. they dump they dump five five dump trucks of Money cash on, in his yeah, backyard. He's like, and he's ah, like okay. okay, never mind. I mean, he's getting old. I, I don't know how much longer he can keep it up, you know, physically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a Rami as the villain. They're gonna of, go back to the old Sean Connery times of Bonds, where like he doesn't really have to do any stunts, and they're yeah. all like really <laughs> cheesy looking. Yeah, right. They're like, no, we wanted to do this this way. And it's like, it's just because he's old, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> be, be honest with us. Why are you shooting this in a wide shot? <laughs> <laughs> no reason in particular. That's definitely a stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> they hire Tom Cruise to do oh the stunts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool prospect to have him in the movie. I think he's definitely got the look and feel, the kind of weirdness, the oddity of like what you need in a Bond villain. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, he's um, up there with Javier Bardem and like yeah, the both, weirdness, both with I his think. look and just his acting style yeah, and stuff sure. like that. Um, I do think that you know, without having, uh, you know, obviously he won't be a physical presence to Daniel Craig's Bond. So what? It's interesting to see how they're gonna fill that out, and you know, maybe they'll get someone else. Like, can you imagine uh, like if he just gets if if he just gets fucking jacked? That would be pretty crazy, wouldn't it? The next season of Mr. Robot's gonna be real weird. Yeah. Remember when uh remember when uh JK Simmons got all jacked for Commissioner Gordon like yeah, that? Yeah, I do. That was pretty crazy, right? And then he was in the movie for like two minutes. Swole Swole Missioner Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I That's a good one. I like nah, it. I don't know. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna not give that one to myself. Yeah. That one wasn't very good. I do remember when he got super fucking buff, though. Yeah. I do. Something like that where he, I mean, he's kind of a gangly guy, Rami, that is. Um, right. He's kind of a gangly guy, but, uh, I mean, if he could get a little more filled out, that would be interesting to see if he could, you know, be that intellectual and physical presence. But I think it's going to be mostly be. an intellectual. And yeah. I'm saying, I, obviously, it's not going to happen, yeah, but it could yeah, be yeah. interesting if he did. <laughs> um, he's definitely going to just be like, 
the computer hacker who's like, I've launched nukes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so I mean, that's pretty much all we know about the project at this point. The it's just gonna be a replot of Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation one or Rogue Nation two? Oh wait, which one was the one where he had to like swim through the the tunnel? That was, to get the that was sorry, that was Ghost, Rogue Nation. Ghost Protes two. Ghost Protes, gotcha. Ghost Protes two. Rogue, Rogue Nation. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you were correct. That's why I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's just like I I guarantee you he's just gonna be some weird hacker bad guy who's like oh, oh I absolutely. bought nuclear codes and absolutely. I'm gonna destroy the world. Yeah. Stop me, big crying man, baby. <laughs> and Daniel Craig's like, I will. Big Wah. crying man, baby. He looks, he looks like a giant, sad, sad baby all the time. Oh gosh, that's too much. Just a just tall, sexy, sad baby. <laughs> Who would you want to see them get as like for the physical side of things? Like you know, Inspector, they got Dave Batista. Right, right. Oh, Who do you want to see? Who do you want to see play the next henchman? I know this is kind of off the cuff question. It's really, it's really off the cuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, who's <laughs> There's not many big, Chris like, Chris Emsworth. <laughs> that's funny. That came to my mind too. Just because um, he's like the buffest dude I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think. I think to be honest, actually, uh, I know that you know Chris Evans's time is is in Marvel's finally you know sort of coming to a close and he doesn't have another big franchise. I think Chris Evans would be kind of fun in a in a henchman villain role. Even It'd be though super weird to see him that way. Oh. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because you're used to that. He's such a baby face, you know, yeah. the cap and stuff. But. Um. Yeah. I mean, it. it w- I'm not quite sure. It's tough to say who they could get because there's not many, you know, people that have the chops to. I want Rami to play both roles, and I want them to shoot half the movie with him being super skinny yeah. and playing the smart guy, and then go back and shoot the other half of the movie with him being super buff, and he yeah. plays b- both. Yeah, but they just use CG to buff him out, right? No, no, no. He like he the, they they like shoot the whole movie. Yeah. With him with him playing the skinny bad guy, mm-hmm. and then he takes a couple months and gets super jacked, and then yeah. they reshoot the movie. Yeah. With him playing the jacked uh, muscle, so and then they insert both. him. Yeah, so he's yeah, playing yeah, yeah. both roles. That'd be chill. That's I like, like it. I think. I think, think about that's the only way to do. What it. do you think about huge jacked men in a Bond as in, in, in a Bond movie at all in general? I'm down to put huge jacked man into anything. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, I'm curious what he's gonna do from here on out. Like, if Fucking he's gonna a. start going back to more theater stuff. Or if he's gonna keep, you know, try to find another franchise, or I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I what mean, it's been a while since he left a role, but still. Yeah, I mean, we don't have anything to, and well, and and we don't really have anything to base his career off of. Like, there hasn't been another like, yeah. seventeen-year superhero that's like, oh, I gotta find something else to do now. Like, yeah. he's he's the first. So like, what what is he gonna do? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what's gonna, gonna happen. Gonna go to be a, a great actor. That's all. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. has been. He's gonna be fine. Kicking ass for a, a long time. Yeah, though. but eventually it's gonna be like, well, how do you, how do you move on from that role? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I know this is total tangent, but it is <laughs> tangent cast. We got here. We but have an episode called the tangent cast. Go find that one. Yeah, somewhere deep back in the depths. It's called Pop Pop. Uh, yeah. No, we we it's have an no, episode called the tangent cast. Oh though. really? Oh, I think man, it's like within like the first ten. I think. Say like episode nine or ten. Yeah. Some back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we went. Uh, we we saw C- Captain Marvel this morning. Indeed, indeed. Um, ten I, ten in the morning. Oh man, that was a fun one. Yep. For me, I had to wake up early as hell to get out to freaking Hollywood. <laughs> I um, I I live here. Yeah. So luckily you had it, you had it a little bit easier. But yeah, I mean, it was uh it was um well I think we should first off just start with some spoiler free stuff. Since yeah. This will probably be coming out before the movie yeah, comes yeah. out. Absolutely. Um, and then we'll jump into spoilers. But uh, I think overall, I, I actually really enjoyed this. You know, I, we, we chatted a little bit, you know, while we were driving back from the theater. But 
Um, I think both you and I are in agreement that this is one of the better Marvel origin stories that they put out. Yeah, it's one of the better. I think it's safe to say that they're going to make sequels because they've made sequels to literally fucking everything. So I would say that, yeah, this is, I think, my favorite standalone first film that that they've made so far. Even over Iron Man? Oh, yeah. Really? I'm not. I'm not. It's it's a good movie, but I'm yeah. not on that hype train. We're like Iron Man's the best fucking movie. Oh, man, like I it did. It. <laughs> it. I mean, it kickstarted and launched the yeah, entire it, it Marvel universe. Movie. So I appreciate it. Yeah. But it, it's to me, it's not like, hey, you guys want to put on Iron Man again? Yeah, it's kind of hard to go back and like, um, yeah. to like recapture the magic of that that, right. that movie had in the theater. Guardians is obviously one of the better ones as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do. I I had a really fun time watching this movie. Yeah. They had originally, I remember reports were coming out like, oh, it's kind of like a buddy cop movie with Brie Larson and Sam Jackson. Yeah, and we I was like, about it a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, I wonder how that's going to play out. And it played out well. Yeah. It really works well as, 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 as a you know sort of partial origin story for Nick Fury as well. Yeah, so oh, that's absolutely. Cool. You get a lot of backstory on that. Um, you know, and it's no secret that the you know they de-aged him, and he's in the all the trailers and stuff. And good, yeah. And we were both really impressed with with how they pulled that off. I mean, Sam Jackson still looks pretty damn good for he being seventy two, but he looks but young. But in this movie, it's pretty seamless, and like it's not I just a scene, or he's not in the shadows. Like they yeah. can't hide it with editing. Like he's in, he's in the fucking it's, movie. It's like broad daylight scenes, right? Too, yeah. So it's pretty um, it's pretty impressive what they were able to pull off with this movie, and it's. To be honest, it's kind of scary because moving forward, they could really do a lot you can do of whatever like they want. Stuff. I mean, Downey could be 80 years old and, and still like playing Iron Man to play Iron Man. You oh, know? my it's God. Like, holy Jesus. Well, the de-aging for him in, in Age of Ultron was fucking in, insane. Yeah. Or no. Winners. Right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. When they when he's like meeting, he's like playing the piano and he like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The flashback with meets his, his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, no, they they did a really good job. We see a- Agent Coulson as well. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got more hair on top. Yeah, which is <laughs> kind of weird. Like it, it takes you. You're like, oh wait, that is. And I would say that you know, it, as good as the Nick Fury stuff is, I think the Coulson stuff was a little less convincing to me. Like there was just sort of like a plastic feel to his face at yeah. times. And I mean that's fine. But uh, but overall, I mean, I think that the story is is pretty solid. And there's some really great character moments in there too oh there's and, really um, good character moments uh, and there's a lot of more like character twists than i was expecting absolutely 100 percent. and i think the um the directors of this movie which are uh actually the, one of the first female i mean they're directing duo but right. uh first female director for one of these marvel movies and that's uh, anna Bowden and ryan fleck yeah, and they did that movie Half Nelson with uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, and they okay. Also did Mississippi Grind, which I haven't heard, but I've heard excellent things about um, that movie, but I haven't seen it. Uh, so you know, they're sort of like these indie darling directors that they they sort of like plucked from like the well Sunday. Yeah, that's all. Of that's things. all. That's all the rage now. Absolutely, but I think it, for this movie in particular, you know, it's um, it works really well on a character level because they can really get those great character moments in there. Right. And they're you know, I think uh, I'm pretty sure they they have a story by and a writing credit on this. Uh, it's, they did, I it's think, and yeah. or I'm not sure. Um, but y- you can definitely see their hand in in trying to make this sort of like a different. Uh, Marvel origin, you know what I mean? This strays right. from the quote-unquote Marvel formula a little right. bit. Well, the reason I, 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 I think that's a large reason that I enjoyed it so much absolutely. is in the same vein of why I love the Winter Soldier so much mm-hmm. is if, I mean, Nick Nick Fury is the only really big tie to the Marvel. I mean, okay, that's not true because Ronan and the accuser, isn't it? And yeah, sh- Ronan's like kind that. of a background like, player in this movie. Like, 
like the Winter like the like the the Winter Soldier is just a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. That also happens to be a Marvel movie. Yeah, and I think that's the same thing. Like that that was a really good spy movie, like mm-hmm. a spy thriller that just happened to be in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really good action movie, like like a '90s action movie. Yeah, that also just happens to be in the Marvel universe. I somewhat agree with that. I think it's a, it's an I, in terms of being an action movie. I think it's an okay action movie. I wasn't particularly impressed by the director's directors is director's ability directors yeah with the apostrophe after the s yeah exactly that's um the director's ability to um like actually shoot some of these scenes and the framing and like sort of the composition of some of the shots was fine you know wasn't really anything special but at the same time i think everything else is around it is so good that you're kind of like okay you know what i mean you don't like i i don't think this movie is particularly well shot you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, that's for me is a huge I meant, element. I meant action movies in, like, I was having fun oh, watching the action. 100%. Like, I'm not going to give Die Hard, like, a cinematography award. But oh, like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But, but it's still I'm fun just, to watch. Yeah, but I, I think that's the pitfall of hiring an indie director who's never made an action, a big right. budget action movie. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it's, that's I think fair. it's fine because I would prefer an emphasis on character with the action suffering a little bit. Not, And this isn't to say it's bad because right. it's not. It's just sort of like standard, you know, and if it, it feels like Iron Man in a lot of sense where the action is in that movie isn't particularly like grandiose. Yeah. I mean, right. the, the, the standout, the end, the standout sequ- and not even then the, the standout sequence in that movie, Iron Man is the jet sequence. And that's not even really a fight scene. That's just, right. him, you know, being um, cool yeah, and try learning to use the suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of similarities in terms of in terms of those. But you also have. um the connections to Guardians in this movie, which yeah, which you know obviously lays a huge, huge footpath for this movie to like sort of go down. You it know even looks I mean? like they de-aged Ronan a little bit. They did, yeah, absolutely. which is so funny because well, because it's already all makeup. He's 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 also like less extreme looking in this movie than he uh, is. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, I mean, o- overall, I thought everything like worked pretty well. I I I think the um. The character stuff with with um, Captain Marvel coming to terms with you know not only her past Being human. but with also her powers too yeah. and and you know most movies put a huge emphasis especially origin stories on like overcoming your demons or whatever you want to call right. it to like find your inner strength and all this stuff and I think the movie found a nice balance of like her already being powerful and co- and strong and confident but also learning elements of that like you know through the right. through the plot. And, you know, it's easy to go one way or another, and I think the movie found a really nice balance, um, you know, with all that stuff. Yeah, I would say my yes, but I would say my one complaint is also is just, like, how much emphasis they put on, like, I'm human. Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I understand that you're human. You're also a really fucking badass superhero. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's the resilience of, like, they had the minor spoilers, but not really. They, like... They had that montage of like her as like a little girl like getting hurt multiple mm-hmm. times and like standing up. Yeah, well, that's in the trailer. So okay, good. Yeah. I g- I get the idea. Like you're resilient. Yeah, but like it was a little too heavy on the you're human thing for me. Oh, absolutely. And I I I'm actually really glad you bring that moment up because I think that's a the, the way that actually happens in the movie and the moment in which it happens. I I, I it totally worked for me. Like I thought it was a really powerful visual message for the audience. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Especially little girls too who see that and and oh and see themselves yeah oh in that. Abs- and, absolutely you know and I think that moment it like in particular was really well done, um, but overall yeah I can I, I know what you're saying it was they were kind of hammering it uh, oh they were well because the, the head, whole movie they're like you're just a human and she's yeah. like okay yeah 
And so, you know, it's kind of um, it's interesting how they strike that balance. But I think, you know, with that said, they do find um, they do find a really good uh, pacing with this movie, too, because a lot of the Marvel movies have have some especially the orange origin stories can kind of vary yeah. in terms of pacing. And I think with this movie, it's like a nice solid two hours. It's not too long, not too short. I'm talking about you bad pacing. I'm looking at you, Thor one. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot. Of, I mean, that was the first cosmic, you know, introduction. Yeah. So they kind of had to take their time a I little get bit it. with that. But um, but yeah, I think you know at, at that at this point we should probably just jump into spoilers because I'm I am yeah I'm fine with that. Say something wrong at some point, someone's gonna yell at us. Um, so yell yeah, at me, I dare you. If you guys haven't seen the movie yet, I think it's definitely worth uh, checking out. Would you rate this movie? Um, if you, you if you were to rate it, do you want to wait to the end to do that, or do you want to do it now? Just a real quick rating for the people who are tuning out if they haven't seen the movie. Ooh, like an eight point five or nine. Eight point five or nine. Yeah, see, yeah. I I think I would go. I'm still I still need to kind of you know feel out my thoughts, but it's probably gonna be a four or four and a half for me out of five, which is the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna end up landing on a four, but we'll see. So spoilers from this point out. If you haven't seen the movie, you've been warned. Yes, you've been warned, and I also don't give a shit. Yeah. If you skipped ahead to be like, wonder what the sound quality is, and you're like, oh man, spoiler, that's on you. <laughs> Don't blame yep. me. Go to the last <laughs> podcast. You can find my email in there somewhere. You can com- nope. com- complain to me in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I there just to go back on the rating real quick. Yeah. Even with like a movie like Guardians Two, which I had like a really fun time with, like I enjoyed it. Like there were parts where I was like, is this fucking over yet? Yeah. And like. There was not one point in this movie that, that I was like bored or wondering like when the end was. Mm-hmm. I was like fucking into no, it the entire totally time. Into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. even the slower moments, you know, when they go to um, when they go to uh, Monica's house in Louisiana, I think it's right. The yeah, yeah. Um, like those, you know, those are all very quiet, you know, moments that uh, happen pretty far along in the story, but you know, never quite feel um, feel slow, slow or. Uh, you know, like they drag or well, just feel I think it's because they build up to it the whole time. Like, absolutely, you know, she's gonna re- like she's gonna have to face her past at some point, and mm-hmm. so like you're like waiting for that moment. So when yeah. it comes, it doesn't really matter what happens. You just want to see you what want, it you is. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. You're invested by that, point, right? So absolutely, and I think that's credit to the movie. Um, I will say that I think uh, Ben Mendelsohn as uh, Talos, Talos, how do they Talos. Talos. Yeah, he plays one of the the Cree. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Scrolls. <laughs> I'm fucking. Oh man, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say scrolls. Um, yeah, I mean Ben Mendelsohn's uh, Talos is um is probably one of the most interesting and surprising and and fun and endearing characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I was not I was not ready for a scroll to be endearing. I completely fell in love right? with that character. Also, man. look at me waiting to see a scroll in a Marvel movie for like. A thousand years, and then I and then I call him a Cree. I know, I'm, right? <laughs> I'm so sorry to all the scrolls out in the universe. Oh man, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah no, he was he was a really good character, and uh, we're into the spoiler section already. Yep. He ends up not being what 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 you think he's being. He comes yeah. to Earth, and you're like, oh shit, he's a bad guy. He's gonna mm-hmm. try to kill Captain Marvel. He's gonna fuck shit up, and then in the end, he's like, yo, I'm like, I just need your help, dog. Yeah, like, absolutely, help me help you yep and 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 i i love that because that was something that was surprising and unexpected and made for like interesting character dynamics between you know i guess those four right monica fury yeah yeah um, talos and of course you know captain Captain marvel Marvel, yeah yeah. 
so I, you know that that was really fun, and I think for me the movie the movie really 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 works when those four characters are together. Absolutely. I think getting to that point, it's sometimes rocky, but mostly successful. But once you get to that point, it's like, all right, I'm all in, ready for this to happen. Right. You know what I mean? I, it and I'm makes invested. it makes a lot of sense. I think when you look at the movie as a whole, because like the Cree at the beginning of this movie are obviously like the good guys, because that's who Captain Marvel is like working for, and that's where she lives, and that's like who. She, who she, who she is, but then the more you kind of look at it, like if you if you dissect it, like Ronan the Accuser is like a bad fucking dude, mm-hmm. like like they Absolutely. yeah, like you 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 start to think about like the Kree and you're like they're they're not the good guys in this fucking yeah, scenario, one hundred percent. So like they they start talking shit on, on like the scrolls, like oh they take over planets, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then like you find out like they're just trying to like avoid being fucking murdered by by the Kree. Yeah, they're I mean, like they in exile. They're in they're, hiding. Yeah, they're basically trying to be overtaken by like what is a feels like a dictatorship, basically. Right. With yeah. the supreme intelligence and all that stuff. How do you think they handled the supreme intelligence stuff? I actually thought it was pretty cool. I figured it. it yeah. I, I, f- I figured as much, but um. There's I not a whole lot. There's not a whole. I don't think there are many ways to portray a AI supreme being. One hundred percent. Other than how they kind of went with it, like yeah. oh, it takes. It takes a manifestation of your biggest fear, or your biggest hero, yeah, or whatever. Right? Like yeah, they yeah. have to give, they have to give uh, a physical manifestation for it. Yeah. And yeah, I guess yeah. in this movie, it was actually only w- one person. It was only Annette Benning. Yeah. They didn't show anybody else see yeah. the Supreme Being. So which, which we'll probably end up right. seeing. It so for now, the Supreme Being is is Annette Benning. Is Annette Benning? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. But I mean, as far as like it's it's um like. Because it didn't feel like they had that much of the that in the movie, you know, like as far as the pro- this prominence of the supreme intelligence right. in the movie, um, I figured it would be a little bit more, but you know, it was just enough to like know for you, know, especially for people who aren't familiar with the comics, like what the fuck is this? You know, it's just enough to know um, what you need to know without sort of like overwhelming the audience with like too many ideas and too yeah. much. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was a good amount of like. Um, the stuff in the first act where we kind of get a feeling yeah, yeah. for how that society operates. I mean, it's tough to explain a, a humanoid That's what I'm saying. smart like, society that follows an AI being. Exactly. Why would you why why would you do that? And I think the movie made that pretty darn palatable, you know. Yo, I mean? for sure. It was, it was it was pretty intelligible for the most part. I'd like to see in future movies uh, get a little bit deeper into the Cree mm-hmm. uh, scroll war because Absolutely. they definitely made the scrolls out in the end to be like the victims mm-hmm. and like and who needed, yeah, like the people that needed like the refuge, mm-hmm. but like uh, the scrolls, nah, the, the scrolls are known to do some nasty shit themselves. Oh, absolutely, so 100%. it'd be super cool to explore that a little bit more. But like you said, Ben Mendelsohn's character is probably the uh, the Korg of the movie. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every time he's on screen, you're just like, what's he gonna say now? Yeah. Seriously. How are you? How are you gonna make me laugh this time? Why would I turn into a file cabinet? <laughs> is that what he says? I'll give you fifty bucks right now if you turn into a Venus flytrap. Yeah, <laughs> super funny. Oh, man. I really enjoyed all of the scroll scenes though, where you it keeps you guessing who is yeah. and who is not a scroll. And I really love the first time that Sam Jackson meets uh, meets one is mm-hmm. he gets a call from Coulson on the radio and Coulson's yeah. sitting in the car with him and he's like. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 shit! It's pretty, it's pretty intense. And then, like, once it turns, he's just like, "Holy hell!" Like, it's the perfect reaction because if you've never seen an alien before, and then that happens, you're just kind of like, "What the fuck just happened?" You know? Right? Yeah. This is like, this has to be the earliest 
time that S.H.I.E.L.D. has come in contact with something of that nature because when he meets Captain Marvel for the first time and she's like, space wars and aliens, and he's like, he's like huh? yeah, okay. Yeah. And that certainly, at least by the end of the movie, that's kind of the way they paint it. Like, because you yeah. see him, you know, typing up the initiative and all that stuff. And yeah. And that kind of makes sense in terms of, you know, the chronology of the movie. Uh, what did you think about the way they handled all the um, all the Tesseract stuff in this movie? Oh, man. Yeah. Like I was saying when we left the theater, I got to, like, go back and watch Avengers 1 yeah. because, like, they just have the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Right? So they never yep. really explain, like, where it came from. They They... They don't, if I remember correctly, they don't outright explain it, but they basically imply that they fished it out of the sea, wherever that plane in 1940, that plane when he got frozen in the ice. So that's not quite the case, maybe, Or maybe that they fished it out when they found him. Right. um, Somehow. I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. it makes it makes sense for being the what is it the time stone? No, the, no, that's not the, it's the green space, one. Is it's the time stone. stone? Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense for for interstellar space travel. The whole like the whole times they're trying to gain the tesseract so they can put it in a ship and fly far away from the Kree. Yeah, that is the the scrolls are trying to find the the, the technology to create the light speed yeah, to yeah, escape yeah, yeah. persecution yep. and whatnot. Um, I thought it was just a fun. I just thought it was a fun Easter egg. Absolutely, and I th- I love the way they 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 handled the whole test rack thing because it's like they put it in the lunchbox, you know, and it's like they they. It, I love that it's like this super powerful like cosmic entity. Oh, and they're treating and it they're like just, a toy. Yeah, they're just throwing it around like they have no yeah. idea what's happening, and I I got a lot of like little giggles out of that. Oh, for you sure. Know, like doing stuff like that, and um, yeah, I mean this this movie is is I mean. Let's. I mean, can we? Can we? Is it safe to say that the um that, that marketing for this movie was pretty bad after seeing the movie? Because I don't really feel yeah. like it was re- representative of the tone of the movie. Is right? it? Is it bad or or was it smart? I don't think it was smart because they don't want to give were, the movie they away. Were, they were pumping the fem- the feminist aspect in, in the marketing, and I don't think that was the right move because naturally, like the feminism is a natural part of the character, right? Like she was right. Captain Marvel. I guess Miss Marvel back then, but um, Captain Marvel for the sake of ease. Uh, was born in the time when feminism was in the rise in the 60s, and she was a response to that right. in, you know, in um, the comics. And so that's a natural part of the character. But I, I think that they also, tonally, they sold the movie as a little bit be, being a little bit more dry than it actually, because this movie is oh, really Oh, it's got funny. a lot of humor. It's, it's got great. a lot of humor I mean, in it's, it. It's, and I think it strikes the right tonal balance where it's not too funny, but it's, it's serious enough. To take the stakes of the st- to, to uh, you know keep the stakes of the story high yeah. without um, you know being overly serious at the same time. I definitely found myself laughing um, more than I thought I would, but not but not in a bad way. Like in Iron no, Man three, no, no, like yeah. I laughed a lot in oh Iron Man God. three, and I didn't like that I was laughing. Yeah, um, I laughed a lot in this movie, and it was uh, it was more like a like a Ragnarok, where yeah. it was like that's cute. That's yeah. funny. I dig that. I would say it even it doesn't try as hard as Ragnarok. Like, oh, Ragnarok not even. Ragnarok was trying super hard to be funny. Right. And yeah, it yeah. certainly was. You yeah. know what I mean? But I think this movie, like I said, kind of finds a good balance between the comedy and the seriousness and also just having fun. You know what I mean? It's a movie that has a lot of fun, especially with the music choices. Oh, it's so 90s. I love yeah, it. It's totally. Like when yeah. she fall, like she first falls into the blockbuster and she like goes and knocks on the security guard's yeah. like car window and he ro- rolls it down. And it's just like. What was it like Destiny's Child or yeah, something? Yeah, it was yeah. like well, it was something super nineties. Yeah, oh, it was super funny stuff like that. The uh, the AOL references, you know, all that kind of radio. Oh, like the jokes of when they're like trying to down. So they're like the trying disc. to download the disc. <laughs> 
to listen to an audio file, and obviously the scrolls are like an advanced alien species, yeah. and they're sitting there like rolling their eyes at like <laughs> the internet connection yeah, that like it's it takes taking five minutes. Or yeah, <laughs> that was the the references were pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about Jude Law? We knew he was gonna be some kind of a foil. Yeah. So apparently Jude Law is. I mean, they kind of they don't really outright say it, but they there is a line of dialogue that I heard that he's um he's technically young. Jan Rog in the movie okay. is, is the character he's playing. He's obviously the arch nemesis of um, of Marvel, and or I guess Captain Marvel. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, right. but so that was technically Jan Rog, and I was, to be honest, I was surprised because uh, the original report when he first got cast said that he was playing Marvel, and then they ended up right. in the movie. As it turns out, they I guess gender swapped that to right. Annette Benning's Marvel was was on that be right. the original Marvel. So I thought that was interesting, but as far as him playing Jan Rog, I mean, I, I I dug it. I don't think it's a particularly deep character, and I don't. Jula is fine, but I don't think he necessarily blows it out of the water as, as yeah. someone like Mendelssohn or you know even Brie Larson is is excellent in the movie. So. Also, just I I feel like a lot of the character choices for me were like he's he is insistent on trying to fight this this battle that I think he knows he can't fucking win. Mm-hmm. Like, he kicks her ass in the beginning, and then but then from then on out, like, you've seen her destroy an entire Kree spaceship with her bare hands, and you're like, fuck you. Like, yeah, you mean don't at, poke you the mean bear. At, you mean at the end? Yeah, or even that whole fight scene when they're trying to get the Tesseract. Like, she, literally yeah. nothing you're doing is working to yeah. fight her, and he's like, I'm a badass, and yeah. you're like, no, dude, you're totally not. Yeah, it's kind of screws. Like, you're out of your element, bro. Yeah. Although I will say, I, I in my notes, I called it the Loki moment at the end where she punches him. And he's oh, blind. right. Like, that's yeah, it. yeah. You know, like, that moment was really great where it's like traditional villain monologue, like, let's fight, and then she's... Well, that moment was definitely him trying to get her to not use her powers. Oh, he's absolutely. like, fight me hand to hand without yeah, all your powers, sorry. and she was like, nah. Like, Fuck off, dude. Why would I do that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's a pretty smart moment because you, uh, you find yourself thinking that, like, why is this guy trying to, like, how is he going to be able to take this chick on? You know? Right. And it's just, it's it's a perfect way they to, to handle that. I didn't really get until the end of the movie either that they when when they told her that they gave her those powers that they were actually inhibiting the powers which i thought was yeah. pretty smart for yeah, them yeah, they yeah. kind of knew the whole time like she's a little bit too powerful for us 100%. we should we should make sure we have this on yeah, check exactly and i think that's why jude law was so cocky about it, it even after she had uh, disabled the yeah. um, the chip or whatever it was but yeah i thought that was a really smart mo- uh, move as well um did you think this movie had like any Sorry, I was yawning. Oh no! <laughs> um, what did you think about the themes of this movie? Do you think it was it was uh, it was d- like sort of uh, thematically deep enough for you, or did you wish that there was a little bit more thematic resonance? I thought the theme was pretty thin, but not that uh, not not thin. Let's say shallow. Yeah, but not necessarily that it was a an un an unworthy theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's a very it it's a very close theme to I would say Captain America the first Avenger. Okay. I could I could I could do this all day. Right? Yeah. It's thin thin cap. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the same thing. You see her you see her crash the, the go kart. You see yep, her yep, yep, yep. you see her have to dodge the yeah, the yeah, foul yeah. ball. She gets mm-hmm. she 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 falls off the ropes yeah. in military training mm-hmm. but she keeps standing up again. So yeah. I think it's a I think it's a very I think it's a repeat of a lot of Marvel themes that they've Yeah. That they're just 
double dipping, maybe triple dipping yeah, into the pot. With that, with that sort of with female spin with on the, it. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with the spin, right, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, not. I don't think it was bad. I just think it was... Uh, oh, yeah, no, totally. I was 100% expecting it. Yeah, one, yeah, exactly. There's nothing necessarily surprising, but it's effective, right? It's yeah. effective oh, enough sure. to, be, to work, but yeah. So I've, I've pretty much felt the same way, and um, I mean, there's only so much... You know, thematic depth you can get out of out of something like this, where the person's so utterly powerful that it's like really hard for them to even learn a lesson. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, well, especially um, at the end of the movie when like you see her, I j- we I I was talking to you. I don't understand how Thanos fucking stands a chance now. Oh yeah, you no. see her just like in She's full fucked. god mode, and she just like in she can just incinerate whatever the fuck she mm-hmm. wants, and then you're thinking like, cool, yeah, Thanos could fight Hulk. How what? How how's he gonna fight this? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. She blew up a spaceship out. with her bare hands, and Thanos is mm-hmm. gonna be like, "Man, I have a gauntlet." Man, I have a, a broken charred gauntlet. <laughs> I was saying, I think the only thing that gives him a fighting chance is that he has the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. but even then, she's—I just think she's so fucking OP at this point that mm-hmm. that there has to be. You were saying you think there has to be a larger threat. I think so. Thanos. I think this, this movie kind of confirms that. Like, it's it's it doesn't make sense to introduce a character as powerful as Captain Marvel if there's not something bigger looming on right. the horizon. Especially with this character being set up to kind of take the place of Captain America in a lot of yeah. ways as like sort of the lead of the quote unquote team. You know? Right. I think what this movie definitely confirms is that. She is the CGI'd out character from all the Endgame yes, trailers. Yes, yes, yes. So of 100%. course we have the post credit scene. There's a post credit scene where they're working on the pager. It's Which actually it takes up. I think that'll be a scene from from that's, Endgame. That's from the movie. Yeah, it's Absolutely. super. I wasn't expecting a full scene of a movie. Um, it was kind of like at the end of where they did the Winter Civil War. Soldier, where they had where Buck or uh, Falcon and Cap had. Bub- yeah, Bucky exactly. and like yeah, the yeah. vice mm-hmm. that, that was like a full scene. Yeah, totally. Um, it and was they pulled like that, that straight from the movie, right? So if you don't want to, we're gonna break it down. If you don't want to hear what it is, yep. Skip forward a little bit. Um, mega spoilers for the post credit scene. Um, uh, Captain America is w- watching a a hologram of the count the death. I was about to say rising. the count down, but the count up yeah. of how many people have disappeared mm-hmm. and they showed like norway and they showed like all the numbers and it's like and they, millions and billions right. of people you know and it's like him and scarlet witch and he's like this is a nightmare and she goes i've had better nightmares <laughs> and then uh was it scarlet witch or you're talking oh, I'm about sorry. Uh, black widow yeah yeah you're thinking scarlet black widow Johansson. scarlet johansson yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um and they oh i'm sorry it opens up with the pager yeah right and then right. uh and then the pager like turns off Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rhodey comes in and he's like, yo, the thing, just stop doing the thing. Yeah. And he was like, I thought we bypassed the battery system. Which mm-hmm. for, first of all, Sam Jackson's had this battery replaced how many times then? Does he like, like now, now the battery how does? does? even work? Are there still yeah, right? that works in, in, in use? No, probably not. And so he's like, yo, the thing just stopped doing the thing. Yeah. And then, uh, he's like, well, fucking reboot it. We need to keep trying. And then uh, mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo is like science, and uh, then science. and then they uh, and then they turn around, and she's there, and Captain Marvel's there, and she's like, "Where's Fury?" And then All we hear, serious, "Dun dun dun, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's not X Men. No. Uh, so yeah, I th- I think if she's if she's there so early in the end game process. I think it's definitely confirmed that she's the one who's I think CGI'd out of all of I those scenes. I think it's scenes. certainly a high probability. And now she joins the, the Avengers probably 
th- right right then and there. Oh, absolutely. She gets well, down on one knee and Cap fucking knights her with his shield. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's got to be a certain amount of skepticism on her part too. Oh, you oh, know, coming back in for so sure. I think that's certainly going to be a. a, a, a They're going to trust her quicker than she trusts them. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, well, she's their only hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking a, right? Trust me, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> You're my only hope. Oh my god! And then there was a second uh, end end credits, not a mid credits, of uh, the cat puking up yeah. the tesseract, which I thought uh, was adorable. Which is, uh, they changed it to goose, and I believe in the goose. comics it was chewy. Yeah, and they changed that because they, they Top ironically guy. enough, didn't want to be a reference to Star Wars. Right? Yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Yeah. yeah, the cat is not a. Ca- oh yeah, that was probably one of my favorite jokes the whole time. Is like when uh, Talos was like. That's not a cat. I love it. The whole time, you're like, what do you mean it's not a fucking cat? Yeah. And then it's got giant fucking tentacle mouths and eats people yeah. and helps out Theory to save the day. And it's just a, and it's just a fucking cat. Yeah. Or the, is it? The flarkin or whatever they yeah, call the fl- it. Yeah, the, um, the fluger, the flarkin, yeah. whatever the fuck they call it. And uh, I knew that moment was coming, but I think the way that they handle it in the movie with – because. I didn't expect uh, like uh, Talos to be so scared of it. So when right. when he was doing that, I was like, "Oh, this is coming!" Like I knew it was coming, but just the build up. Of he didn't that, understand why they weren't afraid of it. And <laughs> exactly, and th- and it's and it's so funny the way that plays out, especially because you get the small moment, yeah, and then you have the big one right after that, where it's like the full on. Um, it's kind of like the Groot moment where he impales all those people with his arm and like flails them around yeah, yeah, it's like exactly. the one tiny cat eats like five Kree yeah. dudes and just yeah. like wrecks their fucking yeah. faces it's pretty good um do you think we're gonna see i think do you think talos comes back as a as a villain i think there's a good chance we'll see him again as a villain I, that's tougher to say because they've established him kind of as an ally at this point he's an ally to them but he has a personal vendetta against the kree so even if he's not a villain to them i think he's gonna go off and maybe try to especially get some vengeance he needed their help because he was looking trying to find his family so now that he's reunited with his family it's certainly a possibility uh it's really tough to say at this point because it's one thing that the movie doesn't and i'm sure endgame will certainly clear a lot of this up but one thing the movie doesn't necessarily do a good job of is is like showing us or giving us an idea of how Captain Marvel will play into like sort of the larger MCU. You know what I specifically like yeah, what I her think role is gonna be. It's kind of leaves you hanging a little bit in that sense. I also think that's fair because she's so powerful, does like does she even need the Avengers? Yeah. So where did where where and how does she fit in? That's what I'm saying. Like you see like I can imagine Thor coming up and being like, I'll help you and she's yeah. like, haha. Yeah. I'm well, I'm good. I mean it could very much be like Thor in, in, in that sense too where it's like okay you know he has his little solo movies and then he comes in for the Avengers you know here right. and there and then I- he's not necessarily like con- with the exception of Ragnarok not necessarily connected to like any of that other stuff because he's off doing his own thing in the Nine Realms right know? so it could very well be that um, but yeah it's that's, that's kind of one of the things that I found myself thinking about but it's it's hard to slight the movie for that because that's not really the movie's job oh that's god like no the larger I'm talking the about the just the bigger picture exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So. like i mean being cap how do you say like avengers assemble you just say like hey call call carol yeah. like and we I don't need everybody it's not, it's not as bad as uh the first avenger where it's like that movie literally leaves you hanging until the avengers to like complete his story right right so right. at least you get a complete story you know oh yeah i mean so. you find out her entire origin you find out like yeah. Exactly. The whole story with Marvel it wasn't a cliffhanger. She solved. It's it's a pretty well self-contained movie with a 
with a tie-in with the larger universe. Absolutely. It took me way longer to realize that they were calling her Vares the whole movie. Oh, yeah. It took me way longer than I probably should have to realize that it was Dan Vares. That's, see, that's what Carol I Carol Danvers. I was like, are they calling her Vares? And I was like, what is that? And yeah. I was like, it sounds like Danvers. That's took me way saying. longer. When, when he picked up the... When he the picked tag. up the tag, I was like, "Oh fuck me! I should have, yeah. I should have gotten Especially that they a long time ago." Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's good though, because that means you were you were you were invested in the story and not like. Or it means like I'm an idiot. To those little details. Um, you got yeah. anything else you want to say about it? I mean, I, I think we've covered a lot already. I I I, I will say that um, one of the things that I thought was cool, but also kind of cheesy. Is how Fury's eye ended up getting hurt. So fucking cheesy. It's like, dude, okay, you make this. I mean, it's his eye patch has kind of been a big deal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they always give him shit. Like they always make jokes about it. It was that whole, uh, the whole thing in, uh, what was it? Um, the Winter Soldier where he has the yeah. eye thing and you know all that stuff. And so I found that a little underwhelming the way it actually happens because the whole time I found myself sitting there. Like, all right, so how's Fury going to lose his eye? Right. What's going to happen? Uh, oh. and okay, that was kind of There's a scene where he gets punched in the face, and you're like, oh, my God, is that when he does it? And yeah. then he's like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, I think that was part like it. Because they yeah. obviously had to know that that you know, had to happen at some time. I just I feel like it was kind of thrown in at the he end a little bit. He gets scratched by a cat. Yeah, I mean, what? But I love that he's like, I'm going to be okay. And Tails is like, no. Yeah, <laughs> like he just, right? Like, well, no, you're that's, not. That's, that, I feel like the reaction is kind of weird. Like, that's a defining, like, something that's going to be a defining physical characteristic that's going to change you. And he's just like, eh, I'm okay. Very. It's not like I lost an eye or anything. Very Marvel, I think, though, to just be like, you think that's super important. We don't. But it's not. Absolutely. He's got an eye patch. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to stay true to the character. They didn't really care how, how it fucking happened. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No, We totally. have to give him an eye patch. We don't really have to 100%. give you an awesome I, reason I, why. I think I don't. I don't think it's necessarily the reasoning for me as much as it is like the fact that it kind of just felt thrown in. Oh, one hundred percent. So there's that. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, we've covered most of the stuff. I think the something we haven't talked about. Um, the fish out of water elements worked pretty well, I thought too, especially when you have that uh, that smash cut to her at an internet cafe. <laughs> Like they, one one finger typing like my dad exactly. does, and that that stuff kind of felt very very similar to Thor, where he first lands on Earth and it's sort Another. of another yeah that stuff. But it, it again, I think it does it better than that movie is in, as far as like not going too far down that road. But yeah, yet yet sort of integrating it enough. To there is that, but then she also knows how to like hack a payphone to call across the galaxy. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's that, but you can also you can also um, make the assumption that payphones were around before she went. Uh, into space. Oh, that's and fair. And the internet was new enough that she wouldn't know what that's it was. That's fair. Yeah, okay. I mean, she had maybe used a computer, but the internet was a completely different thing. Yeah, yeah, so okay. So that, for me, was kind of like the logic there. Um, I mean, other than that, I think the movie has a really interesting structure, the way it bounces around in the first hour. But at the same time, I think it makes the first hour kind of wonky. And that's why I say for, like, when it really comes together for me, when they sort of go to Louisiana and, you know. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the way they did that in Bird Box. We had that conversation. Where yeah. they, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they kept bouncing back. Mm-hmm. I think it worked better for this because, mm-hmm. um, because I think you do have to care about her wanting to figure out her human yeah, side. Exactly. So she has these, she has these bad dreams remembering mm-hmm. Annette Benning. She has these Absolutely. bad dreams remembering that like one scroll, uh, yep. who who is who ends up being, Talos. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the whole time you have this misconception about like, oh, Talos is the bad guy. He 
killed in a banning, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to keep that string dangling in front of you. Like, she has this human life. She goes to the bar. Mm-hmm. I thought that's when she was going to meet her partner in the Air Force. Oh, um, yeah. Like, you know, they keep dangling this string of, like, she's going to find out who she is. And then, and then even when she finds out who she is, like, the daughter, her niece or whatever, is like, oh, my God, it's you. And she's like, you not who, like, I'm not who you think I am. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not, I'm not usually a big fan of, like, bouncing back between present day and mm-hmm. the past. But I, th- I, I actually think it worked this time because it was yeah, more yeah. of, like, a carrot and it, on and a it stick. And it felt fairly organic in the sense that, like, it wasn't just random flashbacks. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of like Bird Box was. Yeah. Um, not, again, to compare those two movies because they're not anywhere near, you know. Next episode, Bird Box versus Captain Marvel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they just did a, a really good job, like nicely integrating all these different things to make something that was, um, that was for all intents and purposes, like the, one of the funnest Marvel movies, at least uh, Marvel origin stories, I should say, yeah. um, that they've made. So, yeah, I said that right when I walked out of the theater and mm-hmm. I, it was a bold claim, uh, I kind of, I, but I'm going to stick to it. I think, I, I think I kind of agree with you on that. You know, as, uh, I really love Iron Man, but, um, I think there's something about this movie, like we kind of touched on before that just feels fresh. Very. Therefore, it feels like a little less rote. Than I also just really think the buddy cop thing worked. Absolutely. And that was funny because I remember when we talked about that, I mentioned all the influences, and you're kind of like, what? Like, that was weird. I remember right. your reaction I was yeah. like, true lies and all this. Whatever, yeah, yeah. All that I, stuff. I remember being confused. Yeah, but I think, I think that's But I'm pleasantly surprised. Absolutely, and I think that's what Marvel does really well is they, they take – you know the Marvel namesake, and they sort of explore these different subgenres within, right. you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. W- with all these solo movies. And I think that keeps seems keeps things fresh, you know, and it doesn't make, um, you know, things sort of like uh, feel boring or you know any less intimate or um, less engaging than they, you know, than they've been. Yeah, so. you know, one thing I didn't think of is uh, Captain America has to find that pager. Yeah, Nick Fury had it when he yeah. when he poofed. Yeah, exactly. So like it was on that. It was on that street. He was nowhere and near wonder, him at that I point. Wonder exactly, and it, I wonder if maybe they they go looking for Fury and said, "Oh, this is his last location. Maybe we uh, should yeah. go." Because I don't think can't, I can't really think of any other way that they would um, be able to get their hands on that. Right. You know, by unless you know something really weird happens. Minor minor details, just. Something I yep thought and then, of, and then also I guess while we're on the um, the post credit scene, did we mention the the second post credit? We scene? did, yeah. And what happens though? The cat pukes up the test okay, rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, my bad. Um, and yeah, so I just I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I think I think for me, it's probably gonna be end up being a a four out of five. Yeah, I think it's a four out of five for me, just because the performances are really good, but some of the directing is slightly amateurish for such a big blockbuster movie. And I don't want to say amateurish in a degrading way because... No, amateurish for a blockbuster way. That's fine. It's their first big blockbuster. But I mean, it's also like Marvel has made 20 of these things now. So it's like... Fair. You know. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's again, that's not to say it's bad. I'm going to watch it at least a couple more times in theater. I'm definitely going to go see it with the wife. I think she's really going to enjoy it. I think... What Do you you think people are going to respond to this movie? Do you think it's going to be a big hit for Marvel? Or do you think that... Have you you heard about the backlash that's going on around this movie? Yeah, yeah. All that stupid bullshit. By the way, I don't want to bring any of that up, but those people are dumb. Um, Brie Larson fucking slayed, so... Yeah. Um, I heard someone walking out of the theater today talking about if people were going to give... 
flack for the whole scroll thing because they made them out to be such a exactly that's, not that's, not bad guy race. But if you really look into the history of the scroll Cree war, yeah, the Cree were fucking dicks. Yeah, like well, they're both kind of dicks. It's not necessarily yeah. a black and white thing. The scrolls go back to try to fight, you know, back. But like, yeah. I I think that uh, I think this is a good start. Mm-hmm. If they can, okay. If this is the only incarnation of the scrolls, yeah. I think a lot of fanboys are gonna be mad. Yeah, but if they continue with this space opera universe that we're getting yeah. right now, and the yeah. scrolls come back, I'll wait to see how how that plays out. I don't think we're gonna get a, a lot of flack for the female lead at all because I think no. she because I think she fucking kills it. No, I totally. think it's a badass character, and anybody who complains about this movie fucking needs to move back into their mom's basement. Seriously. Um. And, you know, I, my big question, though, is uh, how do you think, you know, people are going to respond to some of the, the, just the changes in general, like we're talking about with the Kree skull stuff, you know, that's a little bit not necessarily changes, but it's a little bit. Um, I think enough of the general audience isn't going to notice to give a shit. That's true. That's true. If we're talking general audience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, It didn't it didn't bother me much. I was really bother me. You know. I was excited just to get to see a scroll on screen. I know, right? It feels like I a, thought we were going to get them in Civil War. Yeah, they were supposed to be a, the original villain in the Avengers too. Yeah, and that ended up uh, not happening. Oh, this is a good issues. question. Do you think there's a current superhero that we see and know right now that is a scroll, or do you think Ooh, that's not going to well, pan I out think, that way? I think there's. I think that's definitely gonna, is going to come into play at, yeah. at some point. There's if you introduce the scrolls, there's no reason why you would i mean that's just too good right you know, it's just too good yeah you have to do it right obviously the question of the question would really be which character could it be or would it be i don't know um and that's really tough to say because um you'd really have to go back and and sort of like i would have loved to have seen it for the death of cap but if chris evans isn't going to come back anymore you know then like you kill yeah. off cap in endgame maybe and then oh he was a scroll the whole time but then what like if you if you don't plan on if he's not going to come back for any other movies, then well, that's a to, that's a waste. To be fair, they'll have to introduce an actual super scroll first, right? To do that, but well, who's to say that these that people aren't that, that big scroll yeah, dude yeah. that was in the movie? And I was like, oh, what's his deal? I mean, but these guys never tried to copy anybody with superpowers. So who's to say that maybe in the MCU Very universe true. that scrolls don't have super scroll powers already? Yeah, that do you know what I mean? That, right, that there's not a, a, yeah. a disconnect between them. Um, yeah. it, it, it'll be cool to see which, uh, because like you said, I think it's too juicy not to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really an if for me. It's like, I'm, I'm waiting to see who turns out to be a yeah. scroll. And I think it's going to be, it's, you know, that's definitely got to be a, a, like a, a key turning point in like some sort of like Avengers storyline down the line or something. That's, I don't right. think that's something that's, I mean, maybe you could have that happen in a Captain Marvel sequel, but feel like that's more Avengers fodder. Oh yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, yeah, love love the movie. Yeah, nine nine out of ten for me. Wow, look at you stepping it up a notch. Eight point seven five. How about that? I'll meet in the middle. No, I mean, I think it's I think that's fair. I I mean, um, like you said, it's 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 a fun, solid movie. Um, so I think that's totally fair. I mean, I guess we'll see. Time will tell. You know, to see how this how how, how well this movie holds up. And I think a lot of uh, it's actually going to be really interesting because Brie Larson shot Endgame before she shot this. 
Yeah. So that's the really, really yeah. curious part. Is gonna that makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what her performance in Endgame is going to look like and if it's going to be any different than this or to see if she How learned much anything. It, yeah, you interesting. Know what I mean? It could be a little more stiff and wooden. Shoot the movie before you shoot the origin story. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, they kind of had to. No, I don't Yeah. But yeah. I understand they had to. But like, yeah. So she was already playing the character before she came into this movie as yeah, the character. Yeah, technically her first performance was in Endgame. Interesting. Um, even though it'll be the second one that you see. Right. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how that how that character plays in, and you know how they um, sort of like handle that uh, aspect of things. I am definitely excited for that. Yep. Well, I guess thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop 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 Culture Podcast. Yeah. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us at ageofthenerd.com. dot mm-hmm. um, You can follow me, the LA Nerd, on Instagram at I'm the LA Nerd. Um, I post about the podcast, so can't find the link which is really easy if you just google pop 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 culture podcast yep if you can't find it i'll post about it uh, every while on instagram yeah what about you oh uh, well you can find me at taylor salen on twitter and you can also find me writing for superhero hype and Hey-o. it's occasionally trying to write more for age of the nerd.com but it's tough uh so you can find my work at both those places um and yeah i think that's uh rounds us out for the absolutely for the just please please like and subscribe Absolutely. we say it every time leave us a comment i don't care if you want to tell me that i sound like a fucking idiot yep just tell me yeah. you know what i mean like and subscribe Absolutely. comment comment whatever you want comment me tell me what your favorite sandwich from subway just is just make sure to like and subscribe I don't before ca- you comment right yeah <laughs> make sure to smash that like button yeah, okay. hit that like button what am i a man. fucking youtube star oh, um Straight up. Your comment can be whatever the fuck you want. I don't care if yeah. it's good. I let don't care know, if it's bad. Let us know what you think. We want to hear some feedback. Who do you think this first Super Scroll is? Ooo, that's a good one who to do put you think? Who do you think they're impersonating right now? That's a good one to put out. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Later, nerds. Peace.